0: It will be wonderful there, won't it? Praise God. Yes, it will. God's good to us. God is good to us. God is good, so good to us. You know that we are the apple of God's eye, His creation. We are His apple of His eye. He thinks about us. He's mindful of us. Today's message is, Is going to talk about the goodness of God. Genesis 1 and 1 says, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. In the beginning. In the beginning of what? In the beginning of what we know as existence, time, the creation of the universe, and everything that goes along with it. John 1 and 1 says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Word is God. He is His Word. And that Word is good. That Word is good for us. Praise God. i got a few scriptures I'm going to read here this morning. Not a whole lot, but just enough to let you see how good God is. Psalm 34 and 8. O oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. Psalm 31 and 19. Oh, how great is thy goodness, which thou hast laid up for them that fear thee, which thou hast wrought for them that trust in thee before the sons of men. Psalm 37, 4 and 5. We're just going to get a few, few scriptures out this morning to just to show how good God is. 37, 4, and 5. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto unto the Lord. Trust also in him, he shall bring it to pass. I bet you all have a desire of your heart. I bet there's something in your heart that you desire, whether it be to see some of your family members, to see them saved, to to, uh, be blessed with some good health, or anything, anything. You have a desire in your heart. But we got to have delight in the Lord. We have to have the joy of the Lord, which is our strength. And we have to delight in Him. You know, no matter what we're going through, no matter what afflictions we may have in our bodies, we've got to still be delighted in God, knowing that He is good and the same yesterday, today, and forever. Psalm 144 and 2. We're going to flip over here. Okay, 144 and 2 says my goodness and my fortress, my high tower and my deliverer, my shield and he in whom, let me change glasses, and he in whom I trust, who subdueth my people under me. God is our shield and our buckler. He is Jehovah Jireh. He is Jehovah Shalom. He is our peace. He is Jehovah Nisi. He is our banner we lift on high. We glorify him. He is good and good and greatly to be praised. Psalm 145 verses 8 and 9. We're going to do a little switcheroo here with some glasses. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and of great mercy. The Lord is good to all and his tender mercies are over all his works. Did you hear what I just said? The Lord is good to all, everyone. If, even, if, even if people that are not living for God out here in this world, living for their self, doing what they want to do, even living evil, doing things that they should not do, God is still good to them. You know why he's good to people? You know why he's good to everybody? You know why he's good to people that don't live for him and know him? Because he's trying to woo himself or woo, woo you to him, to draw them to him. He's trying to draw them to, to his spirit, to a relationship with him because he's good. You know, we all are born into sin. We've all committed sin, no matter if you don't acknowledge it or not. We've all been born into sin. But it took a higher power, which is God, to come down and bring the lower creations of us, which is us, up to Him through the changing of the mind, the changing of the heart, and the desire to want to live for Him because He's good to us. Now, granted... There may be times he has to punish us if we've done something wrong. You know, I couldn't say when it is or what it is, to tell you the truth, but you know what? Think about when you were children and your mom and dad, you know, you did something wrong and, and maybe they told you to stop and you didn't stop. I know, same for me. And I got punished. Sometimes my punishment was a spanking with a belt or a switch. Run out there and get one of those switches off that tree. That hurt worse than a bell, yeah.
1: Especially
0: when you're tanning and striking in little legs up there, you know, when you got on shorts or something. But we had to be corrected. And then we had to learn lessons and be taught. So that we would maybe not do those things again. So maybe God sometimes does have to correct us. But that's because if we're his children, he wants us to grow up and mature and be more like him. And who, who, who doesn't want to be like God? Anybody don't want to be like God? Or do we all want to be good and be good, nice to people? We all do, sure. Psalm 150. Now this right here is going to tell you why he's so good and what we should do because he's good. Listen to these verses here in Psalm 150. Praise ye the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise Him for His mighty acts. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. Praise Him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise Him with the psaltery and harp. Praise Him with the timbrel and dance. Praise Him with stringed instruments and organs. Praise Him upon the loud cymbals. Praise Him upon the high-sounding cymbals. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. He's good. He's great. He's merciful. His goodness endures forever. And His mercy endures forever. He loves us. There will be a day coming, though. There's a day coming when God's going to pour his wrath out out upon this world. Because we've all seen how this world is just deteriorating, spiraling downward and downward towards more of the pits of hell than they ever have in the the lifetime and existence of mankind. I know I've seen such a downward spiral of people and their moral ways uh, or or the degradation of their morals. And I've seen how things have just been done in excess. So much beyond, I'm not even going to mention. If you've seen anything going on in the reality of this world, you know what I'm talking about. But God is still good to all the people just committing such such vile acts of sin. Because He loves them. The Bible says that God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come unto repentance. Now, if you haven't never repented here in this place and and repented unto God and asked Him to, to, to be the Savior of your life and soul... And then and, and consider to be water baptized in Jesus' name and receive the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues. You need to do it. That's the salvation plan. But God wants us all to repent. God is so good to people. I'm going to go back and pull a few things out of the Bible and give you some examples about how good God is. Now, remember the story about Daniel? When Daniel was thrown into the lion's den? Now, who would want to be in a den-, a den with a bunch of lions? <laughs> I wouldn't. I don't care who, who, who it is. I, I wouldn't want to do it. But would that be that we wouldn't have our enough faith to trust in God? No, I think sometimes with just common sense and God gives us the ability to think. Stay away from the lions. But yet, Daniel was thrown in the lion's den, and then they laid over there, didn't bother. Him. So the next morning, the king comes and says, Oh, Daniel. Basically, he says like, Oh, Daniel, are you down there? He goes, I'm here, King. So he woke up and said, Yeah, I'm here. But God was good to Daniel because Daniel was a praying man. Daniel was a man of God. And then Daniel had friends. He had these three friends called Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Now, if you know the story about that, You know that those three guys were thrown into the fiery furnace because they said when you when you hear the sound or when you hear the bell ringing or whatever it was, you got to bow down and worship this idol and all this stuff. And they said, "We're not going to do it, King." You know, I don't I don't have to use Bible words. I can just tell you how basically in our terms. They said, "Sorry, King, no disrespect, but we're not doing that. We have our God, and we bow to Him only." And so. The king kind of liked those guys, but yet he had a decree. And so with this decree, he couldn't go back, and then they would say, Oh, the king, uh, you didn't put them in there, so they found favor with you, so why didn't you do that? So he went ahead and put them in the fire and furnace. Bound them up and had the people that threw them in the fire and furnace. The fire and furnace was so hot, it burned them up. But these three guys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Was in this fiery furnace. And then the king looked in there and said. Didn't we just throw three in there? Well I see four. And one looks like the son of God. But see God was with them. God said I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I'll stick closer than a brother. And God is here with us right now. I feel his presence. Because where two or three are gathered in his name. There he is in the midst. And I know we're here gathered in his name, and I feel his presence here, because I got them goosebumps just zipping up and down my spine, because he's good to us. He's good to us. So he brought Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego out of the fire furnace. They weren't smelling like smoke. They weren't burnt. Their hair wasn't singed. They were just like they were when they went in. Because God is so good to us that he goes far and beyond to help help us and touch his people. God is good to us in many different ways. Like right now, it's raining. It's raining outside. And we need rain here on this earth to water our grass, to water our plants, our trees, to provide water for us for drinking. Because God knows how much we need and what we need. He's good to us. He gave us the beauty of His creation. He gave us the beauty of of plants, of flowers, trees, magnificent mountains, canyons. He gave us all this beauty just because He said, okay, there. I love you. I'm going to be good to you. He did so much for us because He loves us that much. God was good to the Israelites. They were held in Egyptian bondage and slavery for over 400 years. But God was so good that He heard the cries of the Israelites. And they prayed to Him night and day. And then He sent a man named Moses back to them to bring them out. And they brought them out and took them, and they got out and, and were set free from the Egyptians. But. Pharaoh got mad and, and, and uh, he said, no, we're going to go back and get them. So they started traipsing back after them. And so they get over here in their journey through the wilderness and they come to this Red Sea. And God is so good to them. He was so good to them that he took and parted the waters, made two gigantic walls of waters, and dried the ground, that the, bo- the seabed, dried the seabed, solid dry, so that their horses and their buggies and their chariots could go across. But God didn't stop there because he loves his people. Amen. And he's so good to them. Once they got across, and Pharaoh and his army were all traipsing down across the, across the seabed to come after them and, and capture them and bring them back, the walls of the water started falling in on them, drowning But as the wilderness, and in the wilderness, and as these people were continuing to to uh, walk through the wilderness where Moses was leading them. They began to murmur and complain. And had doubt. So Moses went up on the mountain. And was up there over 40 days and 40 nights. Getting the Ten Commandments from God. So they go and build a calf. An, a, an idol to worship. And God, God got angry with them. But God also was good. Because he was good to them. And he spared their lives. Because he was going to kill them. He was going to just wipe them off. And Moses went to him. he said... If you're going to want to kill them, if you're going to bring them out of Egyptian bondage after 400 years and you're going to kill them, then kill me. So Moses got God to change his mind. And he didn't kill them, but he worked with them. And then out out of the different tribes came great people. Joshua was one of the next leaders after Moses, and God was good to him because he led the people further and they finally crossed the Jordan River over into the promised land. God was good to those. But yet, they continued to murmur and complain. But you know what? We're all born into sin and murmur and complain is a part of sin. It all stems from one big thing called sin and everything trickles down. Like a family tree, it just gets further and further and further. So everything negative comes off of sin no matter what it is. Whether we think it, speak it, or hear it, or whatever we do. But God's still good to us. Even though we had no choice to be born into sin, we were born into sin. And we have that nature of sin in us, but yet we have the power of God's that God that's greater. And that great power of God can bring us to a better place and a higher level. Over at, the, over at Jericho, Rahab, Rahab the harlot, she was spared along with her family because she helped the spies. She helped the Israelite spies. God was good to Rahab and her family. And then King David. King David, was he was good to him. King David was the king. He was made king after Saul. But David had some situations in his life with a woman, and it wasn't his wife. But God was still good to King David because King David had a heart of repentance. King David had a heart of repentance. He said, "Create in me a clean heart, O Lord, and renew a right spirit within me." That's what it means to want to repent, to feel sorry for your sins, to feel sorry for the things you've done in your life. You know, I had a heavy heart the other day when I was up working on this job. Had I sinned? Did I mess up or something? You know, maybe I don't remember. I mean, I, I just know I had a heavy heart that day at morning for for a couple of hours. And so I'm over working and doing what I had to do, and I'm just praising God and talking to him and, and just telling him that I am sorry for being a failure sometimes. I'm sorry for my humanity getting in the way. I'm sorry for being, being born into sin that I ha- didn't have a choice. And, you know, I don't know how to explain it, but I just felt the love of God coming wrap his arms around me. And he just wrapped his arms around me, and he just, you know, said, it's okay. Try not to mess up again. You know? It seems like the harder we try, it seems like the more we fail. But sometimes, you know, we just got to keep pushing. If we make one step forward, try not to fall two or three steps back. It's hard to sometimes. That's why God's greater. God is good. He's greater than us. He's got that ability to lift us up out of that miry clay, to take, our, to take us off, off, off and lift us up out of the, that pit, that horrible pit. And that horrible pit is, is sin and walling around in it. You know, God even gave us some two scriptures. Two scriptures that I have found. There's probably more. I, can't find, I haven't found them yet. He gave us two scriptures that we ought to pray every day to renew our minds, our thoughts. And they are this. And uh, it says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that has altered itself against the knowledge of God. And bringing into captivity every thought unto the obedience of Christ. And the next, the other verse is, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. That you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. What goes on up here is where most of the battles are for humanity. Now, Satan gets allowed sometimes to put something on us, you know, a sickness or, or a disease or an affliction or an ear hissing or something. And sometimes it's just for a season. Sometimes it's part of the furnace of affliction, which is to purify us. But most of the stuff we go through it's right up here in our mind. And a lot of times we don't understand how powerful the words that we speak out of our mouth really are. And if we speak negativity, we're going to have, live in negativity. We're going to live in a negative attitude, negative state of mind. I've done it. I've done it. Take my word for it. I've done it. I'm not sitting here saying something that I haven't done. And I had to go to the altar and pray and repent and, 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 and got it under the blood. And, and I tell you, my whole attitude has been a lot different since that happened. You know, I told you all about this hissing in my ears. And that right there is what really bogged me down more so than anything else it seems like. But I've got a strength over uh, a few weeks ago to word that I'm, 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 I have a better outlook. But the words we say out of our mouth are more powerful than I think humanity even realizes. So a lot of things that comes on up here, we need to not speak it out down here. Because that's what's going to turn around and bring forth either bad spirits on us or good spirits or what have you. But God is good all the time. And he don't want us to say negative things. He wants us to say positive stuff and to be positive. Because he's so good to us. We're going to jump over here to... I did find it. <laughs> We're going to go to Lamentations, chapter 3, verses 22, 23, 25, and 38. 22 says, It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed, because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. The Lord is good unto them that wait for him, to the soul that seeketh him. Out of the mouth of the Most High proceedeth not evil and good. God is good. Bad things don't come out of him. Bad things don't come from his mouth to us. Bad thoughts don't come from him to our thoughts. He doesn't do bad to us. He allows things to happen. He allows things to happen to us. But then he turns around and the Bible says, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. So just, so just because this affliction of this hissing come on my ears some three or four years ago, he's using it for something. And I'd rather him use it for make me a better man. I don't want to be the same man that I used to be. I'm not the man I used to be. But I'm not the man right now that I'm going to be. And none of us are the same people right now that we used to be. We all know where we come from. You, every one of us know what life we used to live. Some people in this, in this uh, place were raised up in the church. And they haven't been out there in the world and done some of the bad things that people like I did. You know, I can't point my finger at anybody. But we know what we used to do. We know what kind of life we used to live before we got right with God. Now, God could have just wrote me off and just said, just forget this one. But God knew some 10, 20, no, Alexi, I've been in the church 23 and a half years. And he could have turned around 25, 30 years ago and wrote me off. But God saw down in my future, he saw me coming to a nursing home and preaching and speaking to you folks because we love you. Because we have that goodness and the love of God through us, and that's why we come here for y'all. And he saw every one of us that are sitting here right now and knew we would be here. He knew what message that he was going to give me to speak today about the goodness of God. Jesus, When Jesus was walking on this earth, he healed many people. We only have a small account of how many people he healed in the Bible. But he healed many more than that. The Bible says in the end of John, if, if the books were written that, that, that told how much he did, even the world itself couldn't contain it. Jesus healed and did much more than we have account in that word of God. The disciples one day, they were over here, and the children had come up over there and wanted to see Jesus. We've got two children here, a brother and sister today, and I'm glad to see y'all here. But he said, they said, no, go, go, go on, we're take the children, go on, go on. But he said, no. He said, suffer the children to come unto me. <clears throat> in other words, allow. Allow the children to come unto me. And you have to accept the kingdom of heaven as a child. You have to be faithful as a child. To come to Jesus and believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. I wish that I had the childlike faith that I know children have in God. But we're older, we're adults, we're matured. We think we're all that in a bag of chips. But really we ain't. Of everything that I have in my mind, everything I know, everything I've ever known in my life, wouldn't feel the grain wouldn't feel the grain of sand compared to what God knows. Amen. Same for you. God's mysteries and ways are above our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Don't give in to the ways of this world. Don't give in to the hardness of your heart. Don't let your heart be hardened. Let God soften it. Let God soften it. Let him touch you. Have you ever really been loved by your family, your parents? Do you know what it's like to have the love of your mom and daddy? Mom and daddy's love is unconditional. I love my girls. I give my life for them, I had too. But I love my girls. I've been a good dad, and I have, I'm not bragging, but I, I'm not taking away from what I've been. I've been a good dad to my girls. Because i love them with my life. And that's what God did. He loved us with his life. He loved us so much that he came down on this earth and was came through the pregnancy of a, mo, of a little young girl named Mary. And he created a body for himself to be in for three and a half years in his ministry. Actually, he was on the earth for 33 and a half years. His ministry was three and a half years as it's been de- uh, discovered. And that's what that God that's in this heaven right now, that's in this place right now, did for all of us. He came and died on that cross. He took strikes and beatings on his back for you. The worst pain, the worst pain you've ever had in your life was nothing compared to what God went through. Right. Nothing. I fell and hurt this knee right here about five years ago, six years ago, give or take. That's the worst pain I've ever felt in my life. If I laid in the parking lot, and cried so much because it hurt so bad. Now, can you imagine what Jesus went through? Can you imagine what He went through with all them cat and nine tails, was beating Him on His back, tearing the flesh out, bleeding, crown of thorns pushed in His head, and thorns pushing His head, and bleeding. Can you imagine what He what He felt like? That's because He's good. He loves us. He loves us more than we even understand. He loves us more than I understand. I don't comprehend his love because it's beyond my ability. But I know he loves me. Jesus, he called for Peter. When Peter denied him three times when he was being scourged and beaten, no, I don't know him. I don't know the man. You're one of his. Woman, I don't know who you're talking about. Er, 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 er. Three times he denied Jesus before the cock crew. Yet, yeah, after Jesus resurrected, he called specifically for Peter. He told, the mayor, he told the ladies, he said, go and greet the disciples and tell Peter to come. He named Peter by name, not the rest of them, because he loves us so much. He even had Peter, allow Peter to come out and walk on the water
1: with him. Have you ever known anybody
0: to walk on water? No, nobody can walk on water. But Jesus did it, and Peter did it. But God's that good. He's that good, Peter said, bid me to come out there if it's you, Lord. He said, well, come on. Got up there and they both walked on the water. But Peter got a little scared because he saw he, his humanity kicked in. And he looked down, and he saw the waves and all that, and he started for ground. Jesus just reached right down and kicked him up. Can you imagine? Jesus probably would have been considered like a muscle man back then. His strength was beyond what any muscle man would have. And last but not least, I'm just going to touch on this. God loves us so much that this is what he gave us, to be saved. If you haven't ever been water baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, if you've never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost in speaking in tongues, which is an unknown language, a heavenly language, that only God knows, then your time is now. You can repent, tell God you're sorry for your sins, And receive the Holy Ghost right here, today, speaking in tongues. And then we can arrange to get you water baptized. Any of you. Even our visitors here that are here this morning. Any of you. Because God said, come so whosoever will. There's a place for all of us at the foot of the cross. Where we can kneel ourselves down before God. And look up to Him and acknowledge Him as the man, the way out of sin. The way for eternal life. And nobody can be in your place at the foot of the cross but you. But if you don't take your place at the foot of the cross, there's a blank space there. I'm glad that he led me led me to find my place at the foot of the cross. But Acts 2.38 is your salvation plan. It's a sad thing that there's other churches that preach something different trying to say you're saved this way or that way or that way or this way. But if it don't match up with this word of God right here, if it don't match up with this word of God right here, then it's null and void. I was raised up in a different denomination as a child and a teenager. And I was baptized the way that they did it. But when I became Holy Ghost-filled, apostolic, Pentecostal man, I found out that wasn't the right way. And I was rebaptized in the actual name of Jesus Christ. Who died on the cross for you? Did Joe die on the cross for you? Did Jim? Did anybody die on the cross for you? No. Who died on the cross? Let me hear somebody say it. Jesus. Jesus. That's why you go down in the water in the name of Jesus. Because when you go in the water, that gets his blood applied to your life. And it cleanses you from all sin you've ever committed back to the day you were born. And then you live a different and godly and separated life. And when you sin again, then you ask for forgiveness and it goes under the blood. But if you don't get water baptized in Jesus' name, when you stand before God, every minute your sins will be with you. That's why David said that that he, he prays that his sins go ever before him. David, King David wants his sins to go to God. It did under the blood. So that when King David stood before God, he was clean. And That's what we have to do. We have to go down in the water. We have examples in the Bible where people were baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. We have examples in the Bible where people were filled with the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues. I received the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues 23 and a half years ago. That changed my life. I turned my back on the ways of the world, and I've done my best to live with God 23 and a half years. I used to have long hair, played rock bands. I used to drink and party and do things. But God changed me and washed it clean. Now I'm a man of God standing here preaching to some great people in a nursing home. In conclusion, God is good to us. God is good to us. He's so good to us that He had done anything He can to get you to live for Him. He don't want you to run around out here and go drink beer and and party and and, and, and smoke or do drugs. He wants you to live for Him. Hey, you know what? I go to church three times a week. Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday. And I love it. And now, I told you I was in a rock band. And now I play the drums for the Lord. I play the drums in church for Jesus. Why? Because I because I love him, and he loves me, and he's been good to me. I've gotten mad at God when I, with this, with this hissing in my ears. I don't know why. i allow this to get me down, but I'm human. But I'm human, and I repented of it, and I told him I'm sorry. And God sat there, and he said, well, come on, son. I'm going to get you through this. It might not be in your time, but I've got a reason. There's a purpose for this, and it's going to complete." I don't know if, this is gonna, if I'm going to have this in my ears till I go to the grave or if I go to the rapture, which takes place or not, for, before I go to the grave. Or if he's going to heal me here in the next five minutes. But see, he's still good. And it don't matter what I pray and cry out to him for. Because if this is something he's using to get me in a place that I've never been before, then he's going to leave it there until it's done. That don't mean he's being mean to me, though. But see, Satan got a hold of my mind and messed me up a little bit for a while, just like a coach. y'all to think about how good God really is. And then, the most you can think, He's even beyond that. He's even better than that. So y'all think about how, the best you can, think about the best you can how good God is. And then He's so much more better than that. Let's all bow our heads. We're going to just pray to the Lord right now. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you, God, for coming in here and ministering to us this morning thank you, God, for this message that you impressed me with. I thank you, for your Lord, your are anointed. I pray, God, that the words that you've given me to say has impacted some hearts in this place today. You are good. You're very good to us. We don't deserve it. None of us do. But because we are your children, because you love us, you help us. You strengthen us to live for you. God, I ask you today, that of those that heard that you would impress those, convict those that needs to be filled with the Holy Ghost and baptized in Jesus' name. That they would make arrangements with us to get right to get to get baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost. Because God, it's all about you. It's all about you, your glory, it's all about you. Is there anybody out there who would like to be prayed for? If you raise your hand, I've got plenty of people that can come and pray for you. If you want to be prayed for, somebody can come and pray for you. Okay, we've got a lady in the front. We can get someone to pray for her. All you got to do is raise your hand and we'll pray for you. That's all. We have a lady in the back. Raise your hand again ma'am, lady in the back, raise your hand.